Lord, we give you thanks, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, that you gave, you gave us, Lord, to praise you and to, to lift your name on high, Jesus, and to glorify you, Lord, for all that you do for us, Jesus. And But now more importantly, Lord, we like to ask you, Lord, just to help us, Lord, to remove all the different things that's going on in our minds, Lord, the distractions of the week, Lord, the problems that we might be going through, Lord. We just want to lay them down at your feet tonight, Lord. And we want to meditate on your word, Jesus, the, the word that you've given to our brother Gabriel to give to us, Lord Jesus, that we may receive it with joy, Lord, with that treasure that it is, Lord Jesus. And we also ask you, Lord, multiply the tithes and the offerings, Lord, for the, the needs of the church and the needs of the people, Lord Jesus, that we may continue pushing your name forward, Lord, and able to do the things that need to be done. In your name we ask this, Jesus, and we thank you for all that you do, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I'm going to ask Brother Gabriel to pass up. Amen. God bless everyone. God bless you all this evening. And God bless the group. Uh, y'all may be seated, brothers and sisters. How many of us believe that God is faithful? How many of us truly, truly believe that statement that God is faithful? Amen. Uh, how many of us remind ourselves that God is faithful? How many of you have to remind yourself uh, every day that God is faithful? You know, how many of us are struggling uh, with uh, remembering that not only God is faithful, but he's worthy? One thing to be faithful, almost like that's something for us. But when we say God is worthy, then it's us appreciating his faithfulness. Worthy God. So there's a healthy balance there between us acknowledging God is faithful. That's easy to say. Oh, yeah, God's faithful. He's protected me. He's blessed me. Another thing to say God is worthy. Because that's not only uh, acknowledging uh, his faithfulness, but acknowledging that he, he is the almighty. He is everything to us. Hermanos, ven fácil para decir que Dios es fiel. Dios es fiel. Amén. We decimos cosas como cada día. Dios es fiel. Tenemos un algo que repetimos. Pero también es digno. Tenemos un Dios que es digno. Es digno. Es digno de todo mi pensar. Es digno de todo mi alabanza. We have a God that's worthy of everything we have today, brothers and sisters. If we came here with a little bit, and we've got to give him every bit of it. Because, you know, in that little bit that we give him, if it's everything, he'll add to it. See, if you think, if you think that you can't give anything tonight, just give it all. Oh, you didn't even hear me. Some of y'all are struggling so much, you're like, I don't even know if I can give the little bit. It's just a little bit. Give it all. Because when you give it all, God will replenish what you thought you didn't have in you God will remind you you have it in you see the problem is is that we sometimes we grow older but we still have childish thoughts of ourselves the struggles we had growing up the psychological battles of thinking of ourselves as insufficient we carry thoughts of ourselves that's not how God sees us God doesn't see us by how we were raised, how we, how we went through things as a child that we still hold on to. 
Paul even talks about it, putting away the childish things. Not only talking about having to grow up, it's talking about put away those things that you're holding on to, those things that still sometimes define you, the things that still creep up on you. The snake that comes out every once in a while that you just can't put to rest or kill it. Help us, God, tonight to see what you have for us. It's a powerful message, brothers and sisters, because it's a message that, first of all, identifies us. And it, it, messages that identify us are important messages to us. See, we sometimes look for a message that identifies someone else in our lives. Oh, that would have been a good message. Oh, I wish so-and-so would have been here. Hope so-and-so is listening. Ray, was the radio working tonight? Can I get a copy of that one? You never got to those stages, huh? Nobody's ever thought of that. Oh, well, can you play that one again, Pastor, tomorrow? But the ones on us are the ones that are important. It's God speaking to our hearts directly. The title of tonight's message is, A Mind is a Terrible Thing to Waste. How many can say amen to that? Oh, uh, you don't even, you know, Sister Margie gave me that. Sister Mar, I, I, I look for Margie on those because Margie gives me this. He knows I look at her too. That was a slogan in the 80s for drugs. They would do the ache. It made me start thinking after the message on Sunday and seeing how powerful the enemy is and how much he wants to destroy us and the mechanisms he he uses. I'm grateful to God for God's love, for God's love in, in our family in particular. I told you about my struggles and how that message was impactful and then I, ha- I have a wife that um, supported uh, in, in transitioning lifestyles removing stuff trying to figure out nutri- nutrition things that could benefit people giving f- feedback I think even somebody mentioned maybe here about the is it the green tea or the green coffee yeah Kyrie did God bless Kyrie. I, I think it's powerful, brothers and sisters, when we take a message and we leave with purpose. Some of us, we take part of it, we take a little bit of it, but when we take it and we leave with purpose is where God wants to bless us because there's a form of faithfulness there. So this message started coming to me uh, on Sunday when I s- said, man, your mind's a terrible thing to waste. How many of y'all are using it? I think I'm using it. I think I am. We're going to study that tonight, amen? I'm going to go through some things that the Bible has to show us tonight. God bless the kids tonight. I think the youth can stay in here. Ooh. 
you know, I, I, I've, I've asked God for some revelation in this first verses that I'm reading. It's a little controversial that I'm going to bring up some stuff. Brother Lorenzo's probably going to give me the nods every once in a while in the back corner. He's in that back corner. I got to keep an eye on him because he's, yeah, he's like, all right, let's wrap it up. Put it up. Finish it up. I feel it's a little controversial what I'm going to talk about right now here in Genesis. We turn to Genesis 2. Amen? I'm not concerned about it, but if we turn to Genesis 2, and we've read this before, we've read it multiple times, but if we go to Genesis 2, if we, we're learning a new system here, how's it, are you guys thinking about the new, the, the new cameras, the new transitions? Or Lorenzo and, and spent, has spent a lot of time these last few days trying to get everything set up and we got to pray for stuff like that, brother and sister, because it's a challenge. Amen? It's a challenge. But God bless them for, look at the new screens, bubbles. Amen. Genesis 2.15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Como pues Jehová Dios al hombre y le puso en el huerto de Edén. Para que lo labrara y lo guardarse. Y lo, right, guardarse. Verse 16. I don't know if they, uh, there you go. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest, free, thou mayest freely eat. Y mandó Jehová Dios al hombre, diciendo de todo árbol de huerto, Comerás. Amen? We've read this, right? Mas del árbol de la ciencia, del bien y del mal no comerás. De él porque el día que lo comerás, morirás. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof it, Thou shalt surely die. Amen? If we, verse 15, I'm sorry, 16. I want us just to look at this, right? We're going to do some, some mind games. Anybody play mind games? The, like, apps where it makes your mind be creative and you got to figure out how to get the car out of the traffic and circles and loops and tic-tac-toe. I want you to look at that verse. I want you to tell me what's missing. You can read it in Spanish or English. What's missing from that verse? Not that hard. I just want to, it's just funny seeing everybody like really trying to think about it, see faces and some of you can't see that far, so I get the face for. What's missing? Kyrie? Kyrie laughed like she knew. What was it, Kyrie? What do you think it is? Did you not have anything? Anybody? No wrong answers. Anybody? Damn. Eve. Oh. Right? Because Eve hadn't been created yet. Pretty simple, right? It's just like, oh, man, I didn't know that, Brother Gabe. God told man, 
this. We've talked about this before and we've, we've, we've mentioned this before, the importance of leadership in the home, leadership in a relationship. We have too many men, we're going to read that later, pointing the finger. And we have too many, sometimes women, taking that role because of the lack of it. But how can there ever be that role unless it's inspired or nurtured? Somebody, you know, young marriage can look at me and be like, well, it's just, it doesn't, it's not clicking, it's not happening. Well, are you helping it happen? Are you nurturing it? Are you inspiring it? This will never happen unless you do that. So we look here, we see Eve missing. One of the, one, we could say one of the first commandments to man. Can we say that? So one of the first commandments to man, we see Eve missing from the equation, right? And so we're going to read the next passage in Genesis. Go ahead and pull up the next passage, brother, there in Genesis 3. So now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And now we see that the enemy is not going to go to what received the source. I don't care if it's man or woman. I don't want us to get lost in Eve right now. Seems like an easy cop-out. Because I got a problem with man. Man never woke up when his rib got taken out. He fell asleep. Man never woke up when God put him to sleep to, to pull his rib out to create Eve. He never woke up. He was still a little loopy that he did not pass that information on. But we see the enemy not going to the source that the information was giving to. He doesn't go to, to Adam and say, hey, because Adam would have said, whoa, 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 I had that conversation with God. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, God has, has, has inspired me, has shown me through the word. He's spoken to me through the word this. So I'm asking you right now, if you're going through something in your life, start to look at what the enemy might have affected to get to what God has spoken to you. I'm going to say that again because sometimes we've got to repeat these things because, again, you know, I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work right here, you know. I'm working the ground right now. So if something's not happening or if you're going through something, Especially relationship speaking. Just know that enemy is going to attack what wasn't inspired or wasn't spoken to. That could really help you out on a lot of things. That could really, that could solve, you know, that could save some marriages. 
See, some of you, some of you, you just want to hear, you know, the submitting part. You want to hear all these other things, but you don't want to hear that the enemy is astute. It says more than anything that was there. And he goes to Eve. Right? And we think, you know, that's because she is the weakest vessel. But why was she weak? Because a conversation hadn't been had yet to strengthen her. There's strength in her. But the enemy knew that the passion wasn't there. The faithfulness wasn't there. And we keep on reading here. First one again, bro, I didn't finish. I don't think, I don't know if I finished it. Now the serpent was more than the beast of the field, which the Lord gave, God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So let's start off with the enemy speaking to the woman, because again, the woman did not speak to God. Wasn't created yet. Don't freak out on me. Oh, God doesn't speak to women. He would have spoke to you. You weren't created yet. And then he starts out with a statement that's false. Listen to the statement that he said here. He said, didn't God say you guys shouldn't, you shouldn't eat from any tree? And that's not what God said, right? What did God say? Don't eat from what? Come on. Got to work that mind. See, some of us, some of us, our minds already are wasting away. This is a time where we got to crank it up a little bit. He said, don't eat from the tree of knowledge. But see, the enemy wants to start a dialogue with you until, so you can question directives, so you can question what was asked of you. You see, you see, if you're ever having a conversation with the enemy, you've got to declare what was said. And you got to make sure you get it because some of us, we might be falling into traps or falling backwards based on not knowing our response or the confidence in our response. We've talked about this before in the past too where we were just doing it because we were here, but it wasn't really in our hearts. When we're not here anymore, it wasn't in our hearts, then we're not doing it. We see that cycle. Well, I just do it because out of respect to my brothers and sisters here at this church, but it's really not in my heart. So we see here that the enemy goes to even mentions this. Verse two. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. So did she actually say, you know, her first statement is not correct. Her, the second verse, we keep on reading here, verse 3. It says, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And then, so the conversation has begun now with... A enemy that right off the bat, God declares is up here. 
And it would be like me presenting on something for somebody else. So if somebody invented this, the person that invented it had a presentation and says, can you present on this? And I get it. And I look at the presentation. I'm, I'm, I might not have the passion or, or, or the experience or, or the moments of challenges and struggles to really present what it took for this. Because I didn't do it. So the enemy goes again to, to, to someone that did not have that conversation, did not have those early moments with God. And tries to impact and confuse the mind. So we see here Eve having this encounter. Verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Thou shalt not die. Many of us, just in our walking with Christ, have had those conversations with the enemy where we started going down a path, started kind of twisting, kind of changing things. Maybe we're not doing it completely with all our heart. Maybe we've interpreted it differently. And now this encounter happens with our with an enemy. She, she didn't even identify him as an enemy, right? It's someone at the local, you know, Walmart is talking. Aisle seven, brutes. And you can see here that she's now having this dialogue here about something that would affect humanity. I want to talk a little bit about that. We sometimes don't put the weight of our conversation or the weight of our understanding in God as to affect humanity. Right? You feel that, right? You feel so small. You feel small. Like my circle's small. Like I'm small. I'm like not really relevant. And, and I was having an interesting conversation with Karen even just this week, just thinking about that. And she was telling me about her nephews. And one of them in particular that's just is, is responsible and all the stuff. And I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I was thinking about, you know, the encounters that Karen has had with him, the impact that it could have in his life. So you don't become so small because of your impact. And I start to think about moments that we feel very irrelevant until people are seeing how we're handling our life and how God is motivating and directing and decisions we're making. And people look at us like, like Pharaoh looked at Joseph. And, and so with this being said, our impact and our decisions and things that we do 
they, they reach further than what we see or think sometimes. I, I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight. And, and again, you know, people might not receive it, might have closed it off already because their mind's not ready for a transition, for a change. But I'm speaking to somebody that's struggling, that's stuck mentally in accepting what God is telling them. I'm speaking to someone that is, is, is not wanting to go up a level. I'm speaking to someone that, that pride has, 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 has hardened a heart. And, 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 and again, going back to Sunday's message, I, you know, I, it said in the Bible, it tells me to honor and, and, and I feel, and I feel, you know, I feel blessed, you know, knowing that, you know, my wife just like, Hey, you know what? Let's figure this out. And God bless the wives here. I heard, I heard a lot of wives trying to figure it out. And Manaleti was talking about, you know, you know, some stuff that she wants to do at the house. God bless sisters and God bless the men that honor them but some of us we you know we could see it we could visually see the ache <laughs> and you visually see the ache in your life just decaying just rottening and there we go again uh, that was the head of in Hollywood green screen <laughs> Because a mind's a terrible thing to waste. And the enemy wants to have control of yours. We're not only talking about drinks, right? Drinks, that's one thing. Yeah, we, we understand that it's, it's, uh, it's affecting the cerebral. And we understand that. But let's talk about other things. There's many things that we can, like I said, you know, as, a, as an extension to what we were talking about, second service, there's many things that occupy and that dampen the most powerful thing God gave you. Some of you don't know that this is the most powerful thing God gave you. This is. And you know why it's the most powerful thing? Because he gave you. To you he gave you free will. He said, make decisions. Don't go eat there. Decide. I mean, we could end the service there, right? And you're right. Mm, Got to get better at that. We know, brothers and sisters, we, 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 all my brothers and sisters, we're, you're, you're, you're smart. God created you in his image, in his image to, 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 to be able to understand the mechanisms of your enemy. It's the willingness in the encounter, identifying moments bad decisions are made that your heart guides you instead of the tool he gave you and what's beautiful is that God's, God, God looked and says man I'm going to give you power to name things 
and you're just like, man, there's planes in the sky and there's all these things happening. There's planes that fly 50,000 feet in the air. And he said, but you know what? This world is going to dummy you down. Sugar's going to go up. Blood pressure's going to go up. Medication's got to be taken. You're just going to, I don't know how I feel. Then you know what he said? But I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you an advice. My spirit. Lean on it. Doesn't matter your state. Lean on it. It will take you through decisions. It will lift you and elevate you. It don't matter where you're at, at the stage you're at in life. The Holy Spirit will guide you in ways. You'll receive comments from people that have known decisions that have been made in the past. No one, it doesn't matter from the youngest to the oldest here. The Holy Spirit is something that can just take over this mechanism that's dangerous as much as it's beneficial but God gave us the power to decide what are we going to do with this this actually feels really good right now no really because it's cold in here and my head's I don't have a lot of hair and I feel like I'm warming it up my brain feels better. Let's continue, amen? So we see there that the enemy wants to, to confuse, wants to, to twist God's word, wants to, first of all, first of all, have an encounter. And we see the encounter that, that Jesus had with the enemy, and the enemy's there and takes him up, right, and says, look at this, I'll give you this if you fall, you know, why are you hungry? Right, he throws all these different things. And the word of God, or the word of God, Jesus uses the word of God as it's written. And we see the power. Not as I feel. Getting, this, is where, this is where there's power. There's power here tonight, brothers and sisters. If we could get into the word to our needs, if we can get into the word on what we're lacking, if we can get into the word on the struggles you're having, there is power. There is power for you. If you're struggling with something, if you're challenged with something, if something is there, use this to get into the word of God. Find the solution. And you'll see. The enemy run away because there's power in his word. There's power in his word. Are you struggling with things? Man, there's no excuse now. I mean, you just Google it. Does the Bible say, oh, there it is right there in the Bible. I'm not talking about a comment from someone. 
All right, if I go over here to Proverbs, wow, that's a pretty good one right there. I am struggling with lust. I am struggling with being a sluggard. I am struggling with undecision or, or being unfaithful. I am struggling with confidence. Use it. Or what? Lose it. What do you mean, Gabriel? You see, brothers and sisters, the enemy will take it. Well, I'm healthy. I'm fine. You're right. Thank God for that. The word of God says will cause you to do shameful things. Call it a brain fart. But you'll have that hiccup. And you'll be like, how in the world did I get here? So being vigilant, we know these verses, we've heard these verses before. Being vigilant, being, being, uh, uh, getting excited when we, you know, you know, the message, wanting to have a recap from the message on, on Sunday and saying, okay, it bothered me because, I, you know, I kind of I like my, I like my, I mean, when we say Isios, maybe we can call them that. I, I like my routine. I need that. We've seen it. Obvious. God bless Brother Richard. Brother Richard stopped a long time ago, right, brother? Did you? <laughs> Maybe I'm putting him out there. He used to drink a lot of them too. But we want to feel better for God. We can look back at the struggles that we had being irritable, those that loved us, surround us, that ordered these things. Just from caffeine, not even energy. Help us, God, amen? Help us, God, because we use it, we use excuses for it. Eh, it's, my, it's my this, it's my that. Nah, it's you. God gave you this, use it. When you're feeling something, go to the other room, be alone, till you come out of that trance. If we turn to 2 Corinthians 11. I don't know. If, does that word say would to God? Anybody else have that on their Bible? Say that. I got it right here, but it might say it. I just, yeah. When Spanish is, it almost says will, like ojalá. Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. Listen to Paul here. Paul hits it hard in 1 Corinthians. He talks about love, charity. We even read some other verses that he was talking on Sunday. Paul, like, man, slays demons with structure for the church in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. We get here in a second, and listen to how he, I, I, I laughed when I read this. I'm sorry. 
I'm not all, you know, I want to have a good time too. And listen to what he says here. He goes, can you guys just bear with me a little bit in this yoke, this folly? And indeed, bear with me, he says. This is going to seem silly to you. I'm about to tell you. Verse 2. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. Doesn't sound so funny. He hasn't got to the punchline yet, so wait for it. For I have espoused you to one husband. You did what? Espoused me. Oh, now it's getting to the joke in his mind, the silliness. Well, he says, bear with me, okay? Because now it's defining the church as being the wife. That I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means, listen to this brothers and sisters, lest by any means your enemy, your enemy, your enemy will do anything, any means, anything. There's... Nothing that they will not, they will not have compassion in the destruction that they have for your enemy will do anything. As the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds, so your minds. So your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. That's powerful. First of all, don't take this. He says, you know, you know, just bear with me a little bit because I'm going to get to the point. It's going to sound funny when I say that I'm giving you to a husband. Especially, could you imagine Ben reading this back then? Humor is a little bit different. But the mind, the mind is something the enemy is trying to figure out. How can I change your mind? How can I change your mind? How can I impact your mind? Your mind, your mind is mine, he says. That's easy. You can all sit back right now and say, what's occupying my mind? Oh, man, that's a powerful one. What's occupying my mind? If I just list it out, I know where the enemy's attacking. Because it's pretty easy because if there's not a balance that leans you more to God, then you know. He's winning. The enemy's winning. 
And then you can start identifying struggles that you have, challenges that you based off of that. Because any side that I lean to is the side I'm going to go to. So, so listen to that, brothers and sisters. So, so right now, if you're struggling with something, your, your, your mind is where it started at. No, it wasn't. It was my hand. <laughs> your hand is just, just not a tarantula. Enemies like thinking, man, I don't know if I want them to know this because they've been blaming other things, other members, their body. And all along, they've had the power to stop it, to be mentally strong, stable. Brother Gabe, I just, man, I don't know. It's, you don't know. I said at the very beginning of service, if you came here with the little, give it all to him. It's not how you came here. It's what you do with what you came here. So the enemy, as we've seen, wants to confuse us mentally in thinking what God is asking from us is untrue, unbearable. We, he wants to remind us in failures, of course you couldn't do it. Who could do it? Of course you weren't able. Do they expect you to understand Brother Gabe's Spanish? They haven't said anything in Spanish, Brother Lorenzo. No me culpan a mí. No soy yo. Pero estamos preguntando. Estamos queriendo algo más de Dios. Por no más en nuestras mentes queremos a decir, no es mi culpa. You see, brothers and sisters, when we make a decision and we make a mental decision, and it's funny, it's funny. Some of you that have children, it came naturally. I've never had this conversation with my wife. Mike boy. But when she held my son, which now holds her, I just don't know if it instantly, oh, I need to do these things. But the priority was there to help push her on. And is the priority correct in your life? And I can tell you if the priority is only you, me, 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 it's not. Because again, you have that effect. 
We have an effect, brothers. We have something that we have an effect on humanity. Call it our circle. Call it our... Everyone we have an impact on. Co-workers. I was at Chicken Express yesterday. Guy almost gave me the wrong order. He was about to hand me a meal. I said, oh, that's not mine. I got ice and tea. He goes, oh, okay, let me grab it. Thank you, young kid. God bless you, he told me. I don't even know how to react. I'm driving back, and I'm like, he was a nice kid. He handled everything right, and it was, God bless you. I don't even know how to react. Because I wasn't expecting it. I'm thinking about the entire time. I was like, man. And I thought about that kid. I said, you know what? God bless him. But again, we're over here thinking about stuff that we don't know how to react. Instances where we come back to God and say, God, I need to, I need to work out my mind. With these little barbells up here, right? Because the enemy wants to come and destroy it. We read here in Romans 12 too, again, this is a, a repeating class where you're going to have your finals at the end of service. So don't be too worried. We're going to review everything before we have our test. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Why? Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, so look. So again, I talked about the world wanting to do what to your mind? Dummy you down. I don't know why I do those things. They don't really need to think about it. Have you heard all these things? It's time to start thinking. And using the power that God gave you, the ability he gave you, the strength he gave you. It's not to go invent things, it's to correct your life. It's to look at a decision before it's made and have an answer for it, knowing its outcome. You want to see the future? Use your mind. Because of the decisions you make, direct the future you're going to have. I thank God for what he's done in my life. I thank God. I thank God I quit college. You know, college was killing me. It's just me personally I'm speaking. But brother Gabe, you would have, you would have known these things and all that. You don't, you're not listening to what I'm telling you. I never would have had what I had if I would have completed that. God knew exactly what he was doing for me. Oh, we, we, we get so lost on things, but we don't see what we stumbled into with God. 
but we get so regretful and shameful and sad and all this stuff and you know I, we, I have funny situations with my wife sometimes well, would you have waited a little longer before you got married like where did that come from Jennifer Romero I gotta use the full name don't I Victoria Jennifer Elaine Romero why are you asking that question? No. And this, this is my romantic time. No. God knew exactly I needed you at that time. Never would have changed a thing. But we get so stuck on things. Moments that occupy our mind. When God is giving you power to renew it, to transform it, by the renewing of it. So we keep on reading here. Sorry, brother. I'm going to stop. That ye may prove. Oh, come on. Somebody's got to tell me they're with me tonight. That ye may prove. Come on. Somebody's got to put this together. That ye may prove. Some of you ain't even thinking about it and ain't even shouting me at me right now because they understand how this is going back to something. That ye may prove what is the will of fortune. God. Let me prove that's good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now listen to this, brothers and sisters. So, so if, if Eve and Adam would have understood Eve being his helper, he would have thought the one thing that God had asked him, he would have, let's just sit down here, Eve. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm coming out of, ooh. And you just came out of. So let's sit down and just let's gameplay this, okay? So we understand what's going on here. So our minds can foretell the will of God if they're transformed. There's power here tonight in the transformation. There's power in the transformation. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you see yourself of, age, demographic, the class you see yourself in. There's power in the transformation. If we could get to the point where our decision-making aligns with God's will, this is the challenge. This is why we come to church. This is why we desire it and search for it like gold. This is why it's sweet like honey. This is why we, 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 we build our life 
God's word. Not our word around our life. Well, I can't do it because of this. Well, you know, I think God will understand. Well, I love that all these years and a simple YouTube video can have an impact on my life. Simple YouTube video can have an impact on my life. And I gave you this, gave you this mind, this beautiful mind, this, this mind that from a child developed God's telling me this and you want to put it to waste help me Jesus because I hear you clearly now Galatians 5 1 stand fast Therefore, in liberty, wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So, brothers and sisters, look, remember, our God is faithful. Our God is worthy. We said these things, right? But our God has freed us. You see, God has freed you. You see, you see, God is, I don't feel free, brother Gabe. You're free. See, you're free. Your mind needs to tell you you're free because you are free. The problem is, is that, is that the struggle of the memory, the struggle of the past has entangled you to make you feel you're still bound. I was just to give this example in youth and that. I just go back to my examples in youth because I really believe that's where God started speaking to me and things. And I used to tell the youth, you know how sad it is? It's to know that you're free and you're a prisoner and you come back into your cell and you shut your door. It's not even going to lock. All the prisoners look at you like, he's back again? And you just sit down on your bed. The guard walks by and says, Hi. He does realize that he was released two years ago because of the routine as you bound. Memory as you bound. And the failure to have the desire to be free indeed. But we have power. In the transformation by the renewing of your mind. You see, you see, you have struggles, you have struggles, you have things you went through, but you're holding on to them. You you you, you have you have things you regret, but you're holding on to them. As God said, you're free. Don't get tangled up again. If we can just understand and believe the power that God has given us to transform, first of all, 
something that this world, and even in Romans it says, do not be, what? Conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So this world wants to change you. The enemy wants to come and say, do this, do that, do that. Oh, you could do this. Oh, this is happening now. Oh, it's not like this anymore. And boom, 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 boom. There's got to be a moment where you say, time out. Okay, God, I'm hearing a lot of this. I want to hear you now. Speak to me through the word. Your word says these things. Why are people telling me this? Your word is convicting me, God. I've seen you bless me through the word. God will guide us. Will guide our minds. Amen. First Corinthians ten thirteen. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Listen to that. I, again, I, I, trust me, I did not like English. There's some people here that probably could just, they could explain to me things and just like, but we see a break there in the sentence, right? And we agree to it. It's not a period. It's a break within the sentence, right? Yeah, it's simple. I'm not getting too deep into it because I, I don't know how. I think I would. It says it's a break here in the sentence, so let's break for the sentence. So it says, there had no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. So listen to that. So a temptation that is taken, to, taken you is, is common. I don't think that it was just the first one in the history of man. How did this happen? This, my enemy must have found out my kryptonite weakness. No. I tell your mind this because your mind plays tricks with you thinking sometimes, oh no, our enemy's got something figured out that. But God is faithful. How many of us believe that? Who will not suffer you to be tempted. Tell your mind this. Above that ye are able, but will with the temptation. Now he says that he will not stop the temptation. He didn't say he was going to not allow temptation. Again, make sure you're understanding this, Eve. Because we all get to the Eve moments. Well, I thought I read it like this. Well, I took it like this. Well, I really like this one. It doesn't say it like this. He did not say that temptation was not coming to you, that you would not fall into it. But he says this, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. See, in your mind, you're like, well, God said I wasn't going to fall into temptation. He didn't say that. The devil's telling you that so you can just look at yourself in the mirror and just think that you're worthless. 
He said, when you fell into temptation, we have someone to go to. And the repentance and the importance of giving him authority, forgiveness in our lives. But what he did say here is that when you use this, oh, you don't even want to get in here. Some of y'all get lost in here. Oh, it's, it's a scary place in here. There's booby traps. It's this. You can get out of it. Because we understand that there's a way out. You ever get into that puzzle and you're like, there's no way of, no way of solving this. Right? You're like trying to figure out the puzzle. Then you do the cheat, don't you? Ah, you hit the cheat button, don't you? And all of a sudden you see it and you're like, oh, I saw that. I hope you see it. I hope you see it. God gave you a cheat understanding. There's a way out. If you're encountering these temptations, if you're going through these things and you're falling into them, it's not because God didn't have a way out. It's because we're not using it. Let's turn to Colossians 2.8. Beware lest any man spoil you. Wow. That's a strong term. Unless any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So, brothers and sisters, this is the protecting of what God has given you. You see, see, we get into a message like this, we start to feel better about our lives, we start to make decisions that are better, but, but, but Paul still warns here, be careful. Because once you start to see clearly, you start to think that you can see beyond stuff. Listen to that. So once you see, right now, some of us are it's so cloudy up here. It's so cloudy, we, we ain't got no time for philosophy, really? We're gonna have to talk about philosophy? I'm so right now, I don't even know, I don't know left from right. Things start to clear up in your life, in your mind. The enemy comes back again. And he goes, oh, it's good that you stopped drinking those energy drinks, Gabriel. (laughs) It looks like you're a little clearer now in your thought. Let me throw this at you real quick. What do you think about this? Let's talk about the second coming. We take you to Revelation. Pretty soon I have a two-foot beard and I'm in the mountains. Eating wild berries. Brother Richard's the only one that laughed at that being from West Virginia. He might have yelled at me, cousin. 
being, we've got to protect our minds from what wants to influence them. Be strong. Be strong. I don't care about things that are irrelevant to my work in Christ. That's priority number one. How can I get myself up and walking? Priority number two is, God, if you have a message through me for the members, how can I deliver it as a vessel used by you? But I honestly, I got to go over here to Daniel. I got to, if God calls me for that, praise God for that. But the church gets ready by readying its mind to see the word clearly, not get caught up in things. Thank God for the experience that we've seen here in the church and a pastor that has been strong on the Y2Ks and decisions that were happening in the world. Because I believe we're faithful to God. God's faithful to us. The word shows it. Horrible things are coming. I see it. But I cannot get lost in philosophies. Jesus is over here. Jesus is over there. I gotta just make sure Jesus is right here. I'm not the smartest person in this room. I'll never say I am. But I thank God for common sense. I feel I feel some people here that feel the same way about themselves. We're thank God for common sense that we just don't fall into the traps that the enemy wants to put out for us. I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up. If we turn to 2 Corinthians 7.1, why don't we all stand up and read this verse together, brothers and sisters? Lo podemos parar if we can stand up for this last verse. We can all read it together, amen, with a strong voice. Second Corinthians 7 1. We can all read it together with a strong voice, amen. Having therefore these promises. Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, brothers and sisters, you're not going to leave here and be able to solve physics or write a poem or win a Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize. You're, you're, you're not going to leave here 
and 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 feel something, but what you need to here with is with the focus of perfecting our mind, meaning that I'm leaving here with purpose, the challenge of cleaning. So we can identify the will of God in our lives. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. I'm, oh, man, if my wife and I get on the same page, whoo, devil. You have no idea what's coming at you. Oh, Lord, have mercy on the devil. And I challenge that. The couples that are here, the families that are here, the future relationships is that if you put the priority on this to make this a place that God can communicate clearly again we start to talk through this and we just start to man chatterbox huh blah 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 blah, blah so much that so you don't catch it when you just God can do something God can do something God's been waiting for the opportunity to transform amen why don't we pass on our brothers and just and pray here just have a song I want some believers here tonight, brothers and sisters. I want some people believing that their mind has the power in Jesus to be renewed. Let's bow our heads, Lord Jesus, the creator of all things, Father. We believe in you, Jesus. We believe that you created the heavens and the earth, Lord. We believe, Jesus, you created us in your image, Jesus. That this world has stained the image, Lord. That this world has wanted to destroy this image. But we're asking you, Father, to take, to take our minds, Jesus. To take them through this process of washing and purifying them, Father that we may believe in you Jesus that we may trust in you Jesus that we may just our faith may go to you Jesus we're grateful Father we're grateful Jesus we're grateful for the word that you gave us tonight Lord Jesus you know my heart Lord Jesus you know my heart Father when we feel unprepared is where you take over Jesus all the glory and honor to you, Lord, as we receive your grace and mercy, Lord, as we receive your love and you spoke to our minds and you expose things that we may leave here, Jesus, that we may leave here, Jesus, with purpose, with purpose, Jesus, to renew and transform our minds, Jesus. 
We're grateful to you, Father. We're grateful to you, Jesus. We're grateful, Lord, that you spoke to us. And that we take this valuable jewel that you gave us, Lord, and honor it and find out, Lord, how to add to it virtue. Add to our wisdom virtue, Lord. We're grateful to you, Jesus. You are mighty, Father. You are mighty, Jesus. We're going through things, and some of the things we're going through, Lord, is because we are entangled in bondage in our minds. We cannot see you, Father. We're so wrapped up in things, Lord, that we're not seeing you, Jesus. The devil is making excuses in our lives not to see you, Jesus, but we want to see you clearly, Father. We want to see you clearly, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the ability, the power to decide. We're deciding on you today, Lord Jesus. We're deciding on you, Lord Jesus, today. We give our minds, our hearts to you, Father. We give our minds and hearts to you, Father. We have the power to do that. You gave us the power to decide, Jesus. You gave us the power to decide, Father. And we're grateful for this grace that you showed us, Lord. Now with this power, Lord, we ask that you just take us. Take us, Father, to another place. Elevate us right now from the cloud in our minds, Lord, from the confusion that comes. Show us, Lord, your promises, Lord. Show us your promises, Father. Remind us, Lord, now that our mind is clearing up and we've invited you into it, Lord. Remind us, Lord, how good you've been to us, Lord Jesus. Remind us, Lord, how merciful you've been to us, Lord. Now that our mind is clearing up, Lord Jesus, and we've given it to you, remind us, Lord, how faithful you are. That you will never forsake us, though life forsake us, Lord. Though people have forsaken us, Lord, you will never forsake us. Remind us, Lord, now that our mind is clear, Lord. That how you found us, Jesus, abandoned, Lord, on the roadside. Aborted, Lord, you said you found us. Still bloody from our mother's womb. But then you took us up in your arms, Jesus. You took us up in your arms, Father. You cleaned us. You raised us, Jesus. Help us to be faithful to you, Lord. We're grateful to you, Lord. You are mighty, Jesus. Take control over our lives, Father. Bless my brothers and sisters here tonight, Lord. You know their hearts, Father. You know their desires, Jesus. You know their desires, Lord. I'm praying, Lord, that their desires line up to your will, Father. I'm praying that their desires line up to your will, Father. I'm praying, Jesus, that we are not desiring what you haven't willed for us. But I'm praying, Jesus, that our desire meets our purpose for you. I never, I never, Lord, would have imagined that you would have done for me what you did for me, Jesus. How you speak to me, Lord. Places that I've seen, Jesus. You are good, Father. You are so good, Jesus.
I'm asking right now that you put confidence in my brothers and sisters, Lord. Bless them with confidence, Lord, knowing you're faithful, Jesus. Bless their minds, Lord. When temptation comes, that they find the exit, Lord. When temptation comes, Lord, that they find the exit, Father. You are the exit, Lord. Your word is the exit. I'm asking right now, Lord, that you just pour down wisdom on my brothers and sisters, Lord. That the word becomes a second language to them, Father Jesus. That the word becomes a second language to them. That they speak clearly, Lord. I'm grateful to you, Jesus. I'm grateful to you, Father. Your amazing love for us, Lord. It found us, Lord. It found us, some of us making bad decisions because the world had consumed our minds, our thoughts, our practices, Lord. But what did you do, Jesus? You came to transform it. And our families benefit from this, Jesus. Oh, I'm asking, Lord, right now that you just empower us, Lord. You empower us to just give it up, Lord. We got to give up our thoughts to you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Our mind wants to take control of us, Lord. But you, you, you alone have power, Jesus. You have power, Jesus. You have power to remove thoughts that have been there, scars that have been there, Lord. Things that we think are going to never change, Lord Jesus. You have power to will our mind, Jesus. Through your word, Jesus. Your word gives us power, Jesus. We know the truth and the truth has set us free, Jesus. You are great, Jesus. Your spirit is great, Lord. I ask that your Holy Spirit fall on us, Jesus. Let your Holy Spirit guide us, Jesus. Let your Holy Spirit guide us, Jesus. Bless my brothers and sisters that have opened up their hearts to you, Lord. Bless them, Jesus. Bless them, Jesus. Bless them, Jesus. Bless them, Father. You are good and merciful and mighty. Amazing God, you are, Jesus. We don't feel worthy, Lord. We don't feel worthy, Lord. But you have made us, Lord, worthy to be called your sons and daughters, Jesus. We don't feel worthy, Jesus. But you call us son. You call us daughter, Jesus. Bless us, Father. Bless us with purpose, Lord. Bless us with a new energy, Lord, to come here, Lord, and serve you, Father. We cannot let the world define us, Lord. We cannot let an act define us, Lord Jesus. If something has happened, Lord, let us have power over this, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are great and mighty, Lord. Mighty God, bless my brothers and sisters, Lord. Bless my brothers and sisters, Lord. Bless them, Father. We're grateful to you, Jesus. We ask this, Lord, in your precious name, Jesus, in the name above all names, the name of Jesus. If you don't know what to say, just say Jesus. If you don't ever know how to respond, the answer is Jesus. If you don't know what can help you in the challenges, Jesus. Oh, it's so easy, brothers and sisters. It doesn't take it doesn't take anything just to remember Jesus. Jesus. It's Jesus. It all starts and ends with Jesus. It's 
merciful Jesus. It's you, Lord. Si no hubiera conocido, oh, adiós. Thank you, Father. God right now right now right now is the opportunity if there's doubt still right now right now if you feel like you didn't feel anything tonight if you feel like the word didn't even impact you right now is still the opportunity for you to lift up your hands and praise God for you to say God help me clear my mind Jesus right now right now is the time to do it to lift up your hands of your mind right now to say to the enemy I'm not lost I'm not lost my hands are up because I'm found my savior found me tonight I'm lifting up my hands lift up your hands Orden lift up your hands Orden Come on, let it go, Orden. Let it go, Brother Orden. Lift up your hands, John. Brother John, lift up your hands to God, Brother John, in the back. Lift up your hands, Brother John. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. We got to listen. Listen, Lord. The struggle that's there. The struggle that's there, Father. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, don't miss your opportunity, brothers and sisters. Don't miss your opportunity. You're holding on to something that's doing you any good. Don't miss your opportunity. It's time just to let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Listen, 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 Linda. Listen, Linda. How many Lindas that we have here that don't listen? You hold on to it because you hold on to it. You struggle because you struggle. It ain't because God's making you struggle. He gave you a mind over matter. You got the power to decide how you're going to feel. Where are you at? Because I tell you one thing, brothers and sisters, this could be a day that you look back to and you say, God, you spoke to me that day. There's been things that I've been holding on to that have been bounding me up and tangling me up, Jesus. And I wanted to let it go. And you gave me the power to see it. We leave here with that power, brothers and sisters. Encourage that power. Pray for each other. Pray for each other. Pray for those that aren't here tonight. That we're examples to the renewing of our minds. The struggle that we have, the bitterness we have. We're hurting ourselves. It's sad, brothers and sisters, when we see this decay of spirit. I told the group before we started today, you know, we pray up here. And, and sometimes it could be a pretty consistent prayer, right? It's routine. Bless us, help us, guide us. And I shocked him today and I said, Lord, bless those that once served here and helped in this music ministry. Wherever they're at, that they feel the appreciation and your peace and love. First time I ever said that. And they were like, what'd you say? Because it's got to start at mercy first. It's got to start at mercy first. If that's what we're going to project. Let it start in mercy in you. First. So you can start projecting. God bless everyone tonight, brothers and sisters. God bless the group tonight. God bless everyone. Amen. Amen. It is